Welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd, and this is my vomit. I apologize if you can hear some guys singing about blackbirds in the background as we are recording uh, off-site, not in the nerd cave, in the vomit cave. Oh, I'm not going to call it the vomit cave at all. Uh, and I am joined by Troy, which I promised last week. Uh, I also mentioned uh, Troy. You don't know this unless you listen to the last week's episode. I'm going to try not to talk about fucking animals. And I don't mean that as uh, uh, an angry aside about animals. I mean actually having sex with animals. I, of course, I've already thought of something to bring up on that point when we get into our episode, which this episode is me full of spoilers. We're going to break down pretty much all of Endgame. We've been waiting a couple weeks to do this. Yes, I've been excited for it. So let's get right into the what I'm going to guess called the vomitorium. Uh, hey, let's, let's get into some really basic thoughts. What did you think of Endgame? You're going to kill me for this, but... You thought it was whack. I had one person that didn't like it, and I was like, you're not even... You're, you're, you're a monster. You're, 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 kill me for this. you're a piece of wood. What? I fell asleep. You're the second person that told me that. Was it because it was long? It was too long. Okay. I can't think of one thing out of that movie to cut. And they cut stuff. There was a character that I can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but apparently they like they cut her entire scene. So I mean they cut stuff. It's gonna be like Watchmen, it's gonna be like Lord of the Rings where they're gonna release like a four and a half hour director's cut. Yes. And it's gonna be bonkers. Um, and I know it's going to fill in probably a whole bunch and introduce new characters, because obviously that's what's going to happen with Endgames. A whole new pack of Avengers, um, or mostly new pack of Avengers. But, I mean, there was talk about like having Kate Bishop, who becomes a young female Hawkeye, um, out of the Young Avengers team. Um, they seem to think that that may be the scene that was cut. Um, since they did have uh, Hawkeye with his daughter, I believe, in flashback, maybe? Um, I don't know. At one point, the only time I, I the only thing I missed was that I got up and peed uh, during the introduction of Ronin, which I knew was going to happen, and I'd already like my friend was like, "So that's your that was your time to say okay, I know what's going to happen here." So quickly. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he's a violent vigilante taking out the you know sadness he has over his you know Hawkeye's whole family getting you know the snapping. Um, that's a verb now, uh, but. I loved it. I mean, there was... I, I will tell you... Did, do you know what part you fell asleep during? No. I did you wake up before the end? Yes. I woke... I, my wife told me that I slept for 40 minutes. Oh, shit. Like, so you I didn't missed, just nod off for like no, 10. I missed the whole thing. You, you, you almost slept through a third of that movie. Yes. I guess it probably wasn't a good idea for me to go before taking a nap after getting... Yeah, no. Nap. That was yeah. one of those... I, I really did try to, like, not drink anything yep. before I saw it, but that yep. just was not part of my day. Um, and of course, I was dehydrated halfway through the movie and offered a 14-year-old girl sitting next to me $10 cash for her Coke. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, she was like, no. That's and I was like, Coke cost of the movies anyway. Yeah, uh, and you're going to get 10 bucks cash? Yeah. Like cash? I would take it. Money on the barrel. Like, so. I would take it. So this morning doesn't want to affect me at all because I think, even though I'm going to go see it again, 
it's all good. I've already seen it twice, yeah, so. so. Um, okay, so good. then I'm not going to worry about spoilers with you. No, don't worry It's about your it, own damn fault. Because I'm just going to go see it again just to say, hey, I saw it. When I saw it, like, the second time, and I could kind of, I mean, it was, there are parts where I kind of, like, mentally kind of napped, where I was like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I don't need to hear the explanation of the quantum realm and time travel again. Like, yeah. I get it. I can kind of blank out for a little while and kind of ease my mind, as opposed to being, like, so... Um, over excited about everything and being overwhelmed by all the visuals and all of the millions of fucking characters that are in this. Right. But I'll tell you, so I've got a list and we'll just go down the list. Um, okay. And some of them are, oh, I do want to say this though. Um, I, I will say I cried. Uh, I would say two and a half times. Once out of joy, and one and a half out of sadness. Mm-hmm. And I say half because I was gonna ask the the that. yeah the the two things I cried at were kind of like not necessarily back to back, but within like maybe 15, 20 minutes of each other. So it was like it was like just my my jagged sobs of pure emotion were abating just as something else happened. So I kind of go, I didn't start crying again. I just kind of kept whimpering. Um, but, and I'll try to remember to post the picture that I sent my friend. But I had my hoodie. You can't see it, folks. And like I said, I'll post the picture but Troy, so Troy can see. I had my hoodie pulled, like, Over your face. across my face like I was some kind of retarded ninja. Um, because I was reacting the entire time. And I had uh, my very close friend, JR, with me uh, uh, on one side. And I had that dipshit 14-year-old girl who passed up a perfectly good capitalist opportunity on my other side. And we were all like, I mean, I could tell like the three of us were crying at different points. Wow. Um, at one point, I was the Incredible. only person that clapped, so that's always awkward and embarrassing yeah. uh, for me. Had a nice little shame eruption after my, like, literally, like, like two slow clap, let's start something not happening, okay, I'm that asshole uh, moment. So, but we'll get into, and I'll, I'll let you know when, uh, when I cried as we get to it. Because I have both, I, I, have, I have all three things, I think, on the list. Uh, no, I don't. I have, I'm missing the one where I cried out of joy, but I do remember why. So, um, they call him in the comics. Uh, so that's what I call him. It's Doc Green. Uh-huh. Is you finally, when they jump ahead to five years after the snapping, yes. you have, you, the Hulk has now merged with Banner. Uh-huh. Um, which, they never really tell you why Hulk was like fucking piss shy um like like bladder shy like for infinity like just that you're kind of left wondering like is it because Thanos beat the shit out of him is it because for like the first time he couldn't protect Banner or that you know Banner couldn't protect him like it's never really clear I mean obviously they set up that's two different almost two different personalities which it is um but the whole Doc Green thing that they had merged and he was a smart Hulk Basically, mm-hmm. I love. I loved it in the comics. It was my favorite iteration of Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the best of both worlds. Uh, it will always be, in, in my mind, so closely tied to um, the Peter David Del Keown run on Incredible Hulk, which is like the run on Incredible Hulk. It's the Mark Wade Howard Porter run on The Flash. Like it is just one of those runs in comics. Awesome. But seeing Doc Green, like I just about lost my shit. I didn't see it coming. I went into this thing completely cold. I'd seen the first trailer um, with Iron Man like talking to the the helmet and going like, I don't know how we're gonna get out of this. We're running out of air. Um, 
you know, I don't know. And it's like Nebula, Nebula's not in there. Uh, Thor looks sad in a cell, and you're wondering what that's all about. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, Captain America and Black Widow were like, this has to work because it has to. It's our only shot. It's our Hail Mary. Um, that's all I knew walking into this thing. I dodged every goddamn trailer, every fan theory, except for that one where they talk about Ant-Man jumping up Thanos' butt, uh, because I could not avoid that if I tried. Um, but Doc Green, man, what a favorite fucking moment for me in that one. Just the minute he's all like, oh, hey, Ant-Man, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, they did it. They merged. Like, it's Doc Green. And I'm wondering if they're going to keep that going. And, man, I hope so. Because it's great comedy. It's, and it's great juxtaposition of, like, he's this giant, literally hulking figure, but, like, the brain of, like, a multi-doctorate, like, professor. Like, I love that. I love that. It's, once again, having Tony Stark being the smartest man in the room, but he designs weapons as opposed to anything else. Like, how does he want to protect the world? He builds a fucking AI that goes insane and makes Ultron. Like, the man cannot help but make weapons, no matter how smart he is. I mean, his intent, you know, his, obviously, his best intentions, uh, road paved to hell, so forth and so on with him. But, I mean, I like that juxtaposition that he's a genius and he wants peace, but all he makes is weapons. And with Hulk, it's like, he's a giant, you know, force of nature, uh, physically, but he has, like, the gentle disposition and intelligence of a multi-doctor professor. So I, I love Doc Green. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, like I said, it's one of my favorite things out of that Peter David run of um, The Incredible Hulk. Um, once again, I don't know how much you saw. <laughs> um, uh, but I obviously... Missed, I missed about four minutes. Yeah, I know. So I screwed up. Um, Big time. Black Widow sacrifices herself to get the Soul Stone mm -hmm. when they go back in time to get the stones again. Um, because... Uh, and you're looking at me like, I gotta fill you in, which is fine. Um, basically, they figure out how to time travel using the quantum realm because Ant-Man gets stuck in that at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp. Mm -hmm. To him, he's been only been... When he finally gets out, um, he has only been gone for five hours. But in our time, it's been five years. So that's, A, how they line up like a lot of the, um, the movies again. They kind of shuffle them and go, oh, we've jumped ahead five years. So everything's kind of lined up now. And when they figure out that they can go back in time using the quantum realm and fuck something else, I don't know. Fucking goddamn sci-fi technology. Um, that uh, they go back in time to get the individual stones to remake the gauntlet so they can un undo the snapping. Um, because Thanos, at the end of Infinity War, he's done with the Scarecrow and he's yes. living peacefully because yes. he's done his job. Yep. He um, basically atomized the Infinity Stones that no one else could undo it. Like, he basically dispersed them into, like, molecules across the entire cosmos. Um, so they can never be put back together again and never be reused or used against him. So they had to time travel to put together the stones. So they plucked them out of different eras, which is a fucking blast to watch, because that is, like, right in the middle where you probably fell asleep. Yeah. And they go back to all the different movies. They yeah. go back to Winter Soldier. Yeah. They go back to the Avengers. Yeah. Like, oh, man, it was so good. Um... But when they go back to get the Soul Stone off of that planet where in Fendi War, uh, Thanos chucks Gamora off because Soul Stone demands a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Soul for a Soul Stone. Um, try saying that five times fast. I will not. Um, Hawkeye and Black Widow basically fight to see who's going to leap over the cliff. 
and Black Widow does it, and Hawkeye gets the stone, and it is fucking heart-wrenching. Um, of course, the Black Widow movie is going to be a prequel. Yes. Uh, my whole theory with that, really, not the prequel, but that um, I think everyone who's sacrificed for the Soul Stone is in the Soul Stone. It's the Soul Gem. It has a pocket universe in the comics where souls live. Yeah. And I apologize, but this is kind of a weird, kind of cool cover of David Bowie's Space Oddity playing in the background. So, if you're hearing it, I'm digging it. Um, it's kind of a weird Decemberist vibe to it, but oh, I'm digging it. Uh, it's a little hipstery, but I'm okay with it. Um, so I think I think if they figure out how to get Gomorrah soul out of that soul stone, yeah. Uh, then they can do black. They can get Black Widow out. I don't know. We'll see. That's it, that's all supposition at this point. Um, the next thing on, on the vomitorium. Oh, the next thing literally says all the tears. So I'm going to get into why I cried uh, two and a half times. I will say out of joy is when they're fighting Thanos in the past because they travel back to the past, which I guess undoes the whole five years later thing. Fuck, I don't know. Goddamn time travel. Um, that at one point Thanos is beating down Thor and Thor has dropped both his he, he got his old hammer back Mjolnir and he's got the Stormbreaker axe yeah. Thanos of course kicks the fuck out of him because it has to happen for this moment to happen and you just see the hammer the original hammer Mjolnir like fly through the air and it's like well who's summoning it and I immediately whispered and knew that you just see Captain America grab the hammer and like just slam it down on Thanos' face. And it was so, I was just like, fuck yeah, Avengers Assemble. Like it was that moment for me. Um, and they've been setting it up since, what is that, Avengers 2? Yeah. That, you know, the hammer moved a little bit and Thor looked a little worried when they're all trying to lift the hammer in that scene, that really fun cocktail party scene. Yeah. Um, that, I, I mean, just out of sheer joy, I started crying because I, things I read in comics decades ago that I never thought I would see visually on a screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I, I didn't think we'd ever get to that point where I'd be able to see something like Captain America summoning Thor's hammer and smacking down Thanos. You know, you would have told a four-year-old me, like, hey, you're going to be able to see this almost photorealistically. Like, you're going to think it's real if I show it to you now. I wouldn't believe you. Also, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? And where's my candy? Because I'd be four and, you know, probably lured into a van. Yeah. By anyone talking about Captain America offering candy. So, um, the one and a half times I cried out of sadness were at the end. So if you woke up, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, if you're literally woke to this, when do I ever get to make that joke? Um, the Iron Man ending, when he sacrifices himself to destroy Thanos' army. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. Downey Jr. was at the end of his contract. He had broken his ankle during Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, you know, he's done this for literally over a decade. He was like, I'm out. Made all the so, money in the world, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guarantee you, like, they say, like, oh, I don't know if he'll be back. Same with Chris Evans. But, I mean, they're backed by Disney financially. If they drive three Brinks trucks up to their house and just yeah, dump would, that cash, would, that would lure them all back. Just a literally dump truck full of money. Yeah. Like they'll go, 
Yeah, I'll do a cameo. Yeah, I'll do. I'll be a secondary character the way Iron Man was in Homecoming. Yes. Absolutely, it can happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I think it's good that they can go and do whatever they want in the meantime yeah. and explore other avenues. They don't have to be Iron Man. Yeah. Um, so it was a fit, fitting ending for the end of Iron Man. I talk about fitting endings. Oh man, that ending of Captain America. Which once again, I knew Chris Evans was going to go out. He's one movie over his contract, but he said he wanted to stay on to wrap everything up, which he did. Um, he wants to go direct. Great. He'd be a good director. He's got all the experience in the world anyway, as far as acting goes. I think he's going to be one of those. He's either going to be a real mediocre director or he's going to be like one of those like Jordan Peele, um, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, like he's just going to do something so fucking unique yeah. and earnest and crazy that it's going to work. It's going to make fucking like Passion of the Christ money. You know what I mean? Like he's going to do something that goes... And now there's a weird hipster version of Under Pressure playing. So it seems to be a weird hipster version of David Bowie songs. I know it's Queen. It's got David Bowie on it. So don't tweet at me. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to Bowie and Queen. Um, but yeah, him going back through time to put the gems back to where they go, which, by the way, I didn't even think about this until I read it online. So he's got to take that soul stone, coming back again, to the um, that planet, right? Yeah. Fun fact, the guardian of that stone is his old nemesis in World War II, the Red Skull. That's got to be awkward. Like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, that's what you're doing? Like, fuck you, you Nazi piece of shit. This is what you get. Sorry. And I know that the Red Skull was more about science and immortality than he was about the Nazi party. But fuck him. He was part of Hydra. So fuck that. Um, great moment when Cap when Cap does that whole Hail Hydra move, by the way. Yeah. Did you, were you awake for that? Yeah. When he gets the, oh, he just goes, Hail Hydra. And I was like... Fuck you! That was amazing. When he like literally just fought his way out of that elevator with two words, as I mean, I was like, I, I'm willing to see the elevator fight again because that was fucking awesome. It's a great moment in Winter Soldier, but to have him do the Hail Hydra thing and then just leave with the scepter, and you're like, oh my god, that would have totally worked. And it was a nice nod to they at one point in the comics they had kind of faked out everyone and it, they made you think that Captain America was an actual Hydra agent for his entire career um, turns out the Cosmic Cube was fucking with his mind I'm not going to get into the whole thing but it was very controversial at the time in the comics and for them to like have that moment and play it off as not only strategic but for humor yeah. um, was really impressive uh, but yeah definitely cried during that shit uh, oh, so Captain America going through time and not coming back to the time machine, but living his life with Peggy Carter. Or not Peggy Carter. Um, no, yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Am I right? Yes, I'm right. Uh, Haley Atwell is that actress. Um, I would go back in time for her in a heartbeat. Saying that. Dude, she's wicked hot. She's in an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Oof, I'm a goof. Anyway. Um, I don't usually objectify women like that. Uh, but she's, she's well fit, I will say that. Uh, quite quite the good looking lady um, and I guess that the directors have said and the writers from um, Endgame have said like he's the father of their kids because you never you see the kids when she's on her way out mm -hmm. but you never meet the father Yeah, they never really talk about him 
and it's I guess they say like he was their dad so now there are two kids with super soldier DNA running around so they've got a they've got a slew of fucking new Avengers waiting I mean not only do you have and we'll get into more about um, a couple of these guys but the people with their contracts still going on like Falcon Scarlet Witch Winter Soldier Black Panther Spider-Man I mean you've got kind of the 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 old guard so to speak but you've got a whole I mean you've got if they if they did indeed cut Kate Bishop the female Hawkeye from the new Avengers you do have um, there's a character in the comics named Patriot who is the grandson and had a blood transfusion from the original super soldier before Captain America uh, Troy you might like the history behind this um, something I know nothing about well basically Captain America was not the first super soldier they kind of retconned it because in the 40s, who would you have tested? You're not just going to like pump a guy full of super soldier serum like first thing. Like this is the great, and I'm using this term for a reason. You know, the great white hope. Like you're not going to do that right off the bat. You're going to go through testing. Part of that is human testing. And who do you think the military tested in the 40s for testing, human testing? Black people. It's horrible, but historically accurate. Sorry, Tuskegee Airmen, but yes, we tested syphilis on you. That's true. Um, there's a Cuban Gooding, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. movie about it. Yep. It's um, a very good movie, too. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's, yeah, but based on the Tuskegee Airmen yeah. uh, experiments. And this uh, right, the writer, whose name I'm probably blanking on, Kyle Baker, um, kind of retconned that there was, there was a black Captain America because they had to test it on someone, and they had, you know, seven of them and this guy was the one that survived um, and his grandson ends up getting a tr- blood transfusion from him through reasons um, and ends up with super soldier or DNA and becomes a character named Patriot part of the and leads the Young Avengers as kind of their Captain America a very young black angry Captain America which a great dynamic I mean yeah fantastic but the fact that they're building what could be the Young Avengers into their own movie so while you've got the Avengers doing their whole cosmic thing and multi-universe thing, which we've seen from the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, which I talked yep. about last week, um, well, you've got all of that going on on Earth, you could build the Young Avengers. So not only are you getting an Avengers movie, but you're getting a new Avengers franchise out of it. Um, people that you can, you're going to sign up for nine movies. Yeah. without, And they're going to go, yeah, I'll sign up for nine movies. It's a guaranteed paycheck. And you know it's going to be a lasting gig. Um, because really, everyone goes, when is this superhero movie bubble going to burst? Well, Avengers is the second highest grossing so. movie ever right now. Um, I'm going to keep seeing it until we beat fucking Avatar, because I hate that stupid fucking movie. Um, I can't believe you fell asleep, so you can't get in on half of this. <laughs> I listen to um, you. you got the proper breakdown anyway. I do. Um, and I'm not going in any order of the movie. This is not chronological. This is literally as my brain thinks of it and as I, I have for the vomitorium. Um, I've already discussed it, but fucking time travel. Shit gives me a headache. Um, but that's how it was going to happen. It had to have. Because, um, I mean, they killed Thanos in the first, what, half hour, 45 minutes? Or f- future Thanos. And now you've got past Gamora running around. Mm-hmm who's like still evil Gamora so that's going to be the premise for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is them hunting down past Gamora and trying to that's going to be good I think so because it's it's interesting that you have like once again like 
in the first you kind of had Nebula as like an assassin character mm-hmm. working with Thanos, and now you have Gamora, who's the assassin character working against her, you know, quote unquote friends and love interest with Peter Quill, um, Star Lord. So I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic where they're like, hey, like, no, like, you and Nebula, like, buried the hatchet, and you're actually, like, sisters, and I'm your boyfriend, and Drax can move so slowly he's invisible, and there's a tree and a raccoon, like, you know what I mean? And she's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm, you know, the most dangerous woman in the universe, they call her, like, so that ought to be interesting to see them. And of course, uh, I would be remiss to bring up the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, and not talk about their newest teammate, and I'm going to say this exactly how I want to say this. Fat Thor. I love Fat Thor. One, for ten years, all you girls have been bitching about how you get, want a guy with a body like Thor. Turns out, ten years later, I have a body like Thor. I have Fat Thor body. Fat Thor. Yeah. When you find him in... Because um, uh, at the end of Thor Ragnarok, they say, like, his, his dad, Odin, after he goes away, yeah. says, like, you know lead Asgard you know bring it back find a new home and he's got all the Asgardians from the spaceship right yeah well they settle in like Norway I think but Thor is so like PTSD from this whole like Thanos thing that he's let himself go he looks like the dude from Big Lebowski it's fucking fantastic I'll show you a picture I have a picture of it on my phone but the whole thing is like he's totally let himself go which was a great moment of comedy um but yeah, all you girls are going like, oh, I want a guy who like, looks like Thor. Turns out, I've got a body like Thor now. So, joke's on you. Uh, it's not it's not dad bod anymore. It's Thor bod. Thor That's what bod. I'm... Yeah. Um, but That's going to be a fa- thing. Thor bod. Now, now it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fat Thor has joined uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which, at the end, that's why you have uh, Thor and Star-Lord arguing about which one leads the team. Yeah. I cannot wait... Um, this is like some kind of Nina Simone cover of The Cure, which is slowly scraping cho- uh, fingernails down the chalkboard of my brain, so I apologize uh, if it's doing it the same to you. Even if it's getting picked up. I think last time we recorded inside, music, it di- didn't, music didn't get picked up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, I, I love, especially from Infinity War, the Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, Star-Lord. A dynamic where, you know, everyone was enamored. Every, every one of the Guardians was like, oh, he's so hot and he's an angel. He's a sexy angel pirate or whatever they called him. And then, you know, they say, like, Star-Lord's like one sandwich away from being obese. And he's like, what? Like, I, I loved that. Like, they both want to be like the alpha male dynamic. Um, so I, I'm excited to, to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for that that alone and I will talk about a buddy picture I do want to see um, it's on the list so I guess I shouldn't have foreshadowed it I saw, I'm sorry our mutual friend Alex mm-hmm. didn't like the part where when they bring all of the basically the entire all of the heroes like together like all, all of them all of them all of them Spider-Man Captain Marvel everybody because you have this scene where it's like Captain Marvel and um, Nebula and uh, Shuri and whatever Michonne's name is uh, from The Walking Dead's whatever her name is it's like Okayi Okayi or something something Wakandan uh, but they have all the all the ladies kind of like form up on a line and they're like yeah and it was very girl power mm-hmm. I liked it um, Alex did not he thought it was cheesy he 
micro power? Apparently not. And I was like, because I, I called him a fucking sexist, yeah. which he laughed. Um, but they had a scene in Infinity War where it was basically all the ladies fighting. It was yeah. Yeah. Um, Black Widow and Gamora and Nebula and everybody fighting the, like, some of the children of Thanos or whatever they were called, the, whatever they called them. I, the Ebony, not Ebony Ma, that's one of them, but whatever they're called. The, but the children of Thanos, uh, his little minions, um, they had a whole scene of like just women fighting, and apparently, like he, he didn't mind it because it was all action. Whereas this was just like them posing for no reason. Which I'll give him the posing moment. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a little cheese. But like, I'm sorry, but like after following this stuff for ten years, I love seeing all the women together and going like, bitches, we got this. Well, I guess I wouldn't say that because it's yeah. derogatory. But you know what I mean, internet. Yeah. You know what I mean, Troy. Like, yes, sir. all right, girls. Like, time to stomp. Um, I have to pull our claws out. Quite literally, in the yeah. term of Shuri. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, I, I talked about Fat Thor. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of Endgame Fallout. I've got two things on this. Um, one, Disney Plus, their new streaming service. Comes out, what, June? Comes on in June? I thought it was closer to the end of the year, but... Um, because they've released the three, the three Marvel, no, four Marvel series they're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, one is called What If, which is a fantastic, basically that's the premise of the comics, is What If. What if, what if Captain America would have lost World War II? What so if, many yeah, yeah, what if, they can go. what if the spider would have bitten Mary Jane and not Peter Parker, but so forth and so on. At one point, what if the Punisher became Captain America? Uh, I'm trying to think of the other what ifs on the top so of my head. Ways that yeah, that like what if, in terms of the Age of Apocalypse, it was what if Legion had killed, um, what if Legion would have succeeded in killing Magneto and instead of, he accidentally killed his father. Like, so it's like, literally, it's what if. I, I think it's fantastic. I love it. It's basically going to be, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, in comics, it's like a exiles, different worlds, different outcomes. You get to see characters acting way out of character. In the Exiles, the first, the first storyline is all of the. It's basically Quantum Leap meets X Men for yeah. Troy's sake and for any listeners. Um, and this new team called the Exiles go to this world where mutants have been basically outlawed, and this thing tells them like, like find your teacher, and they all think, oh, it's got to be Professor Xavier, mm-hmm. except for one of them who's based on a, in a, in a timeline where Magneto was her leads the X Men, yeah. and they should listen to her because Professor X was the bad guy. You find out. It's like, that's the kind of what if. Like, what if Professor X is a bad guy? What if, whatever. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, they're going to have um, Loki running around, which I, I'm i assuming this this is based on the whole, like, there's a timeline where Loki got the Tesseract from Endgame. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this is him, like, basically time jumping and being the god of mischief, being Loki. Um, and then they're going to have two shows that I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on this one since not only have you seen Endgame but having just your initial thoughts. The first one is Scarlet Witch Vision. Um, Vision did not was not in Endgame. In Infinity War you see the Mind Stone ripped from his head and his husk just falls and then Scarlet Witch disappears and that's where kind of Infinity War ends with, with the Vision. Um, and he doesn't come back in Endgame, which he wouldn't have because they need the Mind Stone to bring him back. Yeah. Now, being that all the stones are set 
back to where they need to be. Um, thanks, Cap. Um, I'm imagining that Vision is going to come back as like a more robotic, emotionless thing. An automaton, which has happened in the comics. He's had his like programming wipe, so to speak. Um, and it's always been interesting because he and the Scarlet Witch have been a couple. They've been married in the comics. They've had children. Don't ask. It involves having... It's 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 all magic and hell and robots. Like, it makes zero fucking sense, even for a comic. Like, even for a comic. It makes zero sense. Um, it's... Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, she manages to recreate her children and they end up in the Young Avengers. So, we'll see. Um, we'll keep bringing up Young Avengers because I, I loved it. I loved that Alan Heinberg run. But anyway. Um, but it's always been interesting because like Scarlet Witch, once again, it's, it's a new dynamic where she's like, I love you. We have a like life out in Scotland or whatever that was in an Infinity War. And he's going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm a toaster. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's going to be like kind of an emotionless automaton and he's going to have to kind of either relearn being quote-unquote human mm-hmm. or it's she's going to have to adjust to him being a fucking smartphone with legs which I'm amazed hasn't happened um, so I, I don't know like what are your thoughts on that because I, I don't see it happening any other way I don't think they're going to bring the Mind Stone back into their shows you went so deep into it just now even your reference of the comics that you know, you know the reason I like talking about these kind of things in these movies with you is because of how deep your knowledge is and how far they go back. And for me to chime in and say anything as far as well, what you've you just the, said... But you've seen the movies, seen the that's movie. what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Where my mind go after that, I couldn't tell you, man. Because I don't have it that deep. Okay. I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. I, for, for me, the movie was the way it started and the way it ended. For me, I, okay. I didn't. My mind didn't go anywhere because. So you're not I, even thinking that they're gonna have. I mean, you no. know, the, you know, the movie's gonna be phase four, yes. five, and six, yes. seven, yes. whatever it is. Yes. But you're, um, yeah, but you don't. You're you're not even thinking about the the Disney Plus stuff. No, what no, they're gonna no, do with the Netflix stuff that. now that they pulled no, that. No, not that. Okay, Agents I, of Shield started its probably last season, and I'm not disparaging it. I just, I think they went on autopilot on Shield. I haven't watched the new season premiere. And funny enough. You told me take notes, which I suck at, and I should have done because every time the movie kept going and they got rid of this I person, honestly, that person, I kept saying, "Okay, I need to ask Doug what's going to happen after." What's going to we'll happen? Be, and the thing is, like, what's going to happen after? I had this. Like, I really had to take more notes the second time I saw it because there's so much when they when they go back in time to get the stones and they're jumping to, like different, effectively different moments, but like different movies. Like, like I said, Winter Soldier, Avengers. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, God, I loved having the the come and get your love red bone moment yeah. of, of Star Wars singing into the rat. Yeah. Um, that got that song stuck in my head for like four days. Um, like I, I was like trying to keep track of like where everyone was. Like it was like Infinity War, where I'm like, wait, where is everyone? Like everyone's been to, like separated. Who's here? Who's there? Wait, what's that person doing? It was a lot of that. Um, and with Walking Dead as well, like, I have that problem where, especially watching Walking Dead, like, episode to episode, so I kind of lose track every week. But like, when they divide the group, of, like, like three seasons ago, and I'm like, wait, where's Daryl? Wait, hold on, what's Carl doing over there? Like, it's like, so I kind of lost touch with where everyone was. Um, 
So when I saw Endgame the second time, that's when I took my notes because I was like, okay, I know what's going on, and I can kind of go, oh yeah, Doc Green. Okay, now what's going on over here with the Soul Gem? Okay, I can make a note there. Um, so believe me, like the first time I saw it, I was so um, there's a word I'm looking for that I can't think about. It's when kids get over stimulated. That's what I'm looking for. I was so overstimulated by emotion and the visual visuals and trying to keep track of the running, the Easter eggs and the running gags yeah. and that weird moment where Captain America compliments his own ass. Um, it was a weird moment. Funny, but weird. Weird. Um, Crazy. I'm sitting in the movie theater and all I kept thinking about was what Doug thinks here? What Doug would think here? What Doug would think here? I never want you to discount a, mo- I never want you to discount a Marvel movie by thinking about me during it. Now given, head, like given I think all my friends made a joke where they're like, I can't believe you didn't walk out with a black eye uh, from your dick hitting you in the face so hard. Like, your nerd boner just six feet into your face. Um, I know, and I'm sorry I brought even phrase that like that, but there you go. That's on the internet forever. Um, this, the la- I think one of the, uh, the last show that they've, they've announced for Disney+, Plus, and this is one where I didn't, before it was announced... I have this note. And then they announced it, and I went, get out of my head, Disney. Um, it's the thing I wanted, and I didn't even I, I didn't even know I wanted it until they announced it, and I went, oh, that is something I was going to bring up, but now that they've said it, it makes total sense. Yep. I have, in my notes from Endgame, which you saw the end of, mm-hmm. it says Shield Welder, Wielder, sorry, Shield Wielder, uh, that Captain America gives Falcon the shield instead of Winter Soldier. I'm not going to bore you with all the comic book shit, Long story short, at one point Captain America is thought dead. Winter Soldier gets the shield. He ends up giving it back to a resuscitated Captain America. Once again, not going to get into that. It involves time bullets. Man. Um, but at one point, Cap- uh, Winter Soldier says in the comics, like, I am a covert operative. I am the guy who sneaks behind him in lines, slitting throats, taking out political targets quietly. Like, I am not a sentinel of liberty. I'm not a symbol. I'm the guy who does the dirty work. I don't, like, this is this is not my shield to wield, so to speak. Uh, and eventually Captain America steps down as Captain America uh, to lead shield for reasons. And um, Falcon gets the shield. So it right now, like, if you read a comic book, Falcon is Captain America. Yes. He flies around, but he's got the shield. I think part of giving Falcon the shield was to match the comics in the movie, so that people that go into a comic book store after this that want to read about Captain America, it, it lines up. They go, oh, okay. Captain America's not Captain America, it's the Falcon, it makes sense. You can go back and read other stuff if you want. But it's not going to confuse you necessarily. Yeah. More than I already have. <laughs> um, I also think that, I mean, inherently they knew they went, Winter Soldier is eventually going to give it up, give up the shield anyway. Let's just cut out the middleman, give it to Falcon, be done with it. And, you can see the opportunity, and I, this was my note from Endgame, that I want that buddy movie. I want, you know how they're doing Hobbs and Shaw mm-hmm. from Fast and Furious? Mm-hmm. I want Hobbs and Shaw, but I want Winter Soldier Falcon. Yeah. I want that. Especially when you saw that in, in Civil War, when they're in, like, in the little like VW bug thing, he goes, yeah. can you move the seat up? And the guy goes, no. And then the other guy just like starts like moving, like trying to get comfortable. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny because they both are, they're both like I'm his best friend. No, I'm his best friend. It's like that. <laughs> and you're like girls, girls. You're both pretty. Is what Captain yeah. America should say. 
But you know what I mean? Like, they don't... They work together, but they don't get along. And I like that. Yeah. That's going to be one of their Disney shows. It's going to be Falcon Winter Soldier buddy... Like, buddy cop. I didn't know I wanted that until I fucking heard that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that was something I was going to mention about the movie, but now that they've announced the show, since all the yes, I want this. I mean, I love Winter Soldier. He's one of my favorite characters. Falcon, I could have... Give or take. I mean, I, I yeah. could have... You know, take or leave. It wasn't. A, he wasn't a big deal to me. Um, I, I, I like him in the movies, but as a comic book character, he doesn't really resonate with me. Um, but to have those two, with Sebastian Stan, yeah. uh, Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. dynamic, I'm gonna devour that show. I really do hope they put it out like season by season and not like episode by episode, because I'm gonna binge the fuck out of that show. Um, and that, speaking of which, wraps up. The vomitorium for Endgame. Um, I'm I'm almost loath to ask. Um, any any parting thoughts? <laughs> Anything I didn't bring up? I mean, I know I covered pretty much the whole fucking you pretty, movie. You, you pretty much. No no post credit scene. That's no. But you hear you hear someone banging away, and it sounds like it's reminiscent of Tony Stark building that armor in Iron Man One. Yeah. And they say, oh, it's a going away of, like, Tony Stark, and he's the one that started it. My theory is that kid from Iron Man 3 that was at his funeral, Mm -hmm. which, yes, internet, it was that kid. I can't believe you were so slow in the uptake. I knew that the first time I saw it, because he was on the IMDb fucking cast. The kid from Iron Man 3 that Tony gives all the shit to. Yeah. Yeah. He's at his funeral in Endgame. Like, everyone was like, who's that kid? I'm like, it's the fucking kid from Iron Man 3. Mm. Nuh-uh. Yaha. Don't fuck with me. There's two things in this world I know about. Three things in this world I know about is A, counting. Uh, joke. Uh, but comic books, movies, and comic book movies. Three things you can't fuck with me on. Um, you can try to come at me hoard, but it's not going to work. Anyway. Um, but I think it's that kid. I think he's going to be the next Iron Man. Mm. I think your theory might... I think you're right. How can I say you're right? I mean... The thing is, it's like the Justice League. The Justice League is nothing without the, what's called the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. The equivalent in the Avengers is you have to have the big three. You gotta have Cap, you gotta have Iron Man, and you gotta have Thor. Yes. I don't care what iterations of them. I don't care if it's the Jane Foster Thor. I don't care if it's Amadeus Cho Hulk. I don't care if it's Dumb Hulk, Smart Hulk. I don't care if it's Falcon Cap, Winter Soldier Cap, or Steve Rogers. The Avengers needs those three. Yes. That, I mean, how much money are the next ones going to make? You know what I mean? Like, once again, you can sign up. You can have a young Iron Man, an inexperienced Iron Man, and get to relive get to relive all that where it's like another character going, I don't know how to use my armor, yeah. the way Tony Stark did. And he crashed onto his car, and then that little robot, like, shot him with the extinguisher, and I just about pissed my pants laughing. Um, anyway, I think I've droned on. We've droned on enough. More me than you. Um... And then, uh, just as a parting shot, uh, Troy's been videoing. Videoing? That's not a card. It's not a word. Thank you. Yes. Recording visually uh, this show while I've been uh, recording this audio for the podcast. That's a new thing. So I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do with it, but we're going to have it. Well, I like how I've got a little timer on there. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I keep looking at the mic like I'm an idiot. It's like I have a camera and I'm looking at a mic. Um, so we'll see if uh, we'll, we do something. Uh, with this, and I'll probably talk about it on next week's damn. Um, 
And uh, that's it. I have no outro for when Troy's here. Um, what, so, do we, what do we have coming up as far as movies go? Previews? Oh, we've got, um, well, John Wick 3, Ooh, Parabellum, I comes out next week. Yeah, that. I'm going to go see I that. Um, and, uh, I, we've got the finales Dark of... Dark Phoenix? A, yeah, Dark Phoenix comes out at the top of June, yeah, I think. June. And that's going to be pretty much the last X-Men movie. Until Marvel uh, reboots it. Well, they have New Mutants, mm-hmm. but that got pushed all the way back to next year, which I, I don't understand. Like, just if I were Disney, I'd be like, just get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, let's get it out of the way because they're going to start all over again with the whole Mutants X Men thing. Um, how they're going to explain why there were no mutants beforehand probably sounds like Thanos um, dispersing the Infinity yes. Gems. Yeah. That that energy creates mutants. Or that maybe when um, Iron Man used it, or Hulk used it, uh, the Infinity Gauntlets, that that energy spread out, you know, over the world and mutants. Well, so not a lot to talk about. Um, in the weeks. Oh yeah, Months. but we'll be at Denver Comic Con for some of it. So uh, next week will be our interview with uh, William Kett from Greatest American Hero and Sparks and Perry Mason. So look forward to that. Uh, the week after that, Troy is out of town, so we'll be posting some more uh, panel fun from uh, Denver Pop Culture Con. And then the week after that, we're going to get right back into a vomitorium, including probably John Wick, all of the DC TV finales like Arrow and Legends and, what am I forgetting, Flash, yeah. uh, Fuck Supergirl. I'm not even dignify that show by talking about it, um, unless it's part of the uh, CW crossover every season. And I'm sure I will hopefully be done playing Borderlands 2, because it's been pretty much a month straight since I've been playing it. We love that game. Dude, every time I'm about to beat it, there are like three new side missions. There's a, I just discovered a new map, and there's like four fucking side missions. Go get them. Yeah. One, one, of, them, one of them is just uh, uh, killing bandits after they killed the main bad guy's grandmother. It's fucking weird. So that he doesn't have to pay them, because he, he hired him to kill his grandmother. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And then he laughs at you. There's literally a side mission where I jump off a cliff because the guy paid me to do it. He's like, you're a little bitch. You're a sellout. I'm like, yeah, but I got the money. If I call the suicide prevention line in the game, then, um, yeah, like, I'm my own man, but I don't get any rewards, and I wanted the reward. Yeah. So I wanted the, like, you know, special guns and shit. So anyway, uh, this has been Nerd Vomit. I'm Doug. There's Troy. Peace. We're both nerds. Uh, vomit. And um, I'm out like a boner in sweatpants, and uh, Troy's uh, Troy's out like a light. Troy's out like a light. Wow, way to way to phone that one in. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.